Welcome to In Season, where we explore the farms, gardens, and wild spaces of the Lower Columbia Pacific region. I am one of your hosts, Teresa Retzloff. And I'm Jessica Schleif, joining Teresa today for In Season. Yeah, welcome. Happy New Year. Happy, happy New Year. January. Happy... Happy rain. Lots of rain. Happy flooding. I know. I so wished that I could capture this rain and send it to Australia. It was like yeah. all I could think about. Yeah. Um, just like, oh. It's weird to have such abundance of something that you wish would go away, knowing that somewhere yeah. else in the world someone needs it so I've badly. I've also had some of those same thoughts. But it's here, and we have rain, and especially yesterday was not a day to be outside. No. It was not pleasant. We've had and some, uh, some blustery day. I, I know there were many people who had to be outside, um, you know, the people who were dealing with downed trees and mm-hmm. power lines. So thank you for that work. Um, but we were talking about what we were going to talk about today <laughs> and thinking about, like, indoors and coziness and winter and 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 some of the things that are bringing light into our lives Mm -hmm. during this time and uh and i'm actually really excited about the topic um because we're talking about house plants today kind of indoor plants plants. the two outdoor ladies are talking about and thinking about indoor plants and this is something that you in your past um have professional experience with caring for this. It's true. I kind of this. cut my teeth in the horticulture world doing indoor um, interior scaping. Is that what it was that called? That was what it was called. Really? Yeah. Interior scaping? Oh, man. There has to be like a pretentious word for everything, doesn't there? Definitely. Definitely. But so what, so what did you do? What was that? So this is a job that I had when I was a much younger person and in college mm-hmm. um, in Salem, Oregon. And... Um, it was caring for plants in businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, so a business would have like a huge ficus tree or yeah, some other kind they, of plant they, thing. They would have um, a little green world installation from the shop that I worked at called Interiorscapes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Which was a beautiful So, they would, so the, the shop would come shop. and like they would do they would a, come, indoor they plants. Would, they would look. But they had little meters like a light meter. Like a photographer, really, to kind of check out what your Whoa. light situation was like. That's cool. Um, and then, yeah, we would install plants in containers, different types of plants, mm-hmm. and then provide a service where they would be cared for on a weekly or biweekly basis. That's so. Pretty. So, so you dusting the leaves, taking a moisture meter, and. Oh, man. Putting it into the soil to see if it needed. And I, I, yeah, yeah, I remember doing this. Like yeah. in my younger days, I could keep a house plant alive, an interior plant alive. And I am terrible at it now. I have killed so many house plants. Which is Which, okay too. Well, I, I know, mean, but it's ironic, you know, being someone who like grows plants for a living, you know, out on my farm, and I can't keep a house plant alive. Well, and I, but I'm, I don't think about it. I mean, I'm like, I'm not focused on the inside. I'm and like, I had years where I was houseplant free when I moved mm-hmm. to Astoria and really started my outdoor horticulture mm-hmm. world yeah. and started a business. Mm-hmm. Um, taking care of outdoor garden scenes and plants. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I just yeah. let go of all my houseplants. I gave a lot of them away. I was traveling a lot at the time. Mm-hmm. And I was so interested in my outdoor plant scene that mm-hmm. I thought, oh, I don't have any time for this. Mm-hmm. I don't got time for this fiddly ficus that's mm-hmm. up to my ceiling. or yeah. the, And I had a, a number of houseplants. Gave it up for years. Just in the last... 
three years. Mm-hmm. You started again? Yeah. I just what got felt you? What? this drive? I started with some telangias, some air plants, okay. some little epiphytes. But I've seen those around a lot, which yeah. are, they're very cool. They're super cool. And I, I know, you know, people purchase these plants and you see them sometimes mm-hmm. know, just in the grocery store or yeah. um, not, not even necessarily at a, a plant specific shop. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people have the idea that, oh, it's an air plant. It just to... survives on air, and I'll just stick it over in this dark corner. And So you, you know. still have to understand what – I mean, like with any plant, you have with to understand what plant. it needs. Yeah, And and, 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 and as mm-hmm. you're talking yeah. about killing plants, oh. you know, that, that really is what the – any plants, outdoor, yeah. indoor. Yeah. Actually asking that plant, like, what do you need? Yeah. What do you want? And uh, because plants can't actually talk to some people, we have to look these things up. Um, well, but they do. I think they do talk to us in the sense of like they show you yes, what's going on. You know, if all true. their leaves fall off, some or people just can't listen to that. They part, so. <laughs> start to curl up and die. It's like oh, something bad's going on here. I think probably my biggest the things that started happening for me, and this probably was due to just being busy, was like I would forget to water. The plant would get very dry, and then, and then I would you'd water it. I'd overwater it, or I would water it really hard, and like water would be running out the bottom. But it wasn't saturated. And mm-hmm. I didn't learn until years later um, when I was working at a plant nursery um, about like when plants get very dry, they can't absorb water yeah. easily. And sometimes the water yeah. will run through. But if you take the whole pot and like soak it in yeah. a bucket of water, like you kind of hold the, the pot underneath the water until all the air bubbles come out mm-hmm. and then pull it out and let it drain really well. You, or you, bottom mm-hmm. water. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and in my houseplant scene now, I strategize in that sort of way where I have a number of really beautiful um, ceramic saucers. Mm-hmm. And I have these under my plants. And often I'll start out the watering process by um, doing a bottom watering. So, so you watering just fill from the, the bottom, you just fill the saucer and let the plant take it up Ooh. slowly. See, I, that always freaked me out. Like, I, I always thought you weren't supposed to have water in the saucer because the plant would. No. But if that's fine. how you're watering it. Yeah, it's oh. fine. I mean, you don't want it to sit around. Well, actually, some plants could just sit around in a saucer of water and be just fine because they're they're thirsty plants. Mm-hmm. Um, but but having water in the saucer for a minute while you're watering it, that's mm-hmm. fine. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. And it will all. eventually just soak it up. It'll just soak and it up. you'll notice yeah. when it's the water's gone exactly exactly think about that you know and uh, using your finger checking the the soil making sure you're using a really good potting soil mixture Mm -hmm. um when you're potting up house plants Mm -hmm. maybe you get something that's just in a little four inch pot yeah and you decide you want to put it into a beautiful pot that was your grandmother's Mm -hmm. or a little pot that you got at the thrift shop Mm -hmm. or um something that's been hanging around i'm often scanning my vases mm-hmm. and thinking could one of those be a pot well but drainage yeah drainage. so that's one thing that i've seen people do is put plant their houseplant into a pot that either doesn't have drainage, a drainage holes hole. yeah and then they drown because when you water them the water has nowhere to go yeah. or you just say you have to water them very very you have to water them carefully minimally. and i i think as a general rule yes drainage holes and you can um for pottery, there's really nice little drill bits that you can get to, if you have a pot that doesn't have a hole in it, um, you can use a, a little... Um, like a ceramic drill like bit. Like a ceramic drill bit. And you, you would use, uh, I've used 
like tape, like masking tape around the mm -hmm. area where you want the hole so that things don't crack and you can go ahead and just uh, drill a hole. Drill a hole. Okay. Make some drainage holes. Um, yeah, knowing what those plants, and I, I hear what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Yes, we can see, we can look at the plants. We can we can say, oh, this is shedding leaves, or mm -hmm. this has all you know, yellow leaves, or and, and gauge how we're watering. But but certain plants have certain requirements mm -hmm. as far as light requirements and and watering requirements. So just understanding, so. I think like with any plant, if you're if it was something you were putting in your garden or something that you're keeping in your home, yeah. knowing is does it like direct sunlight? Can it deal with a lot of shade? Mm -hmm. Does it need to be, can it deal with cooler temperatures? Because sometimes, especially here, some of our houses can be pretty cool. Yes, yeah. Um, if it's next to a window where it gets very cold, is that going to stress it out? You know, if or if you have a very warm house, if you yeah. keep your, your thermostat really high, is the plant going to stress out over Yeah, that? and maybe picking plants in accordance with how you're heating in your mm -hmm. home or finding those sweet spots. Yeah. You know, finding those sweet windows um, in an area. I know my kitchen mm -hmm. is a seems to be a really favorite place for a lot of my telangias and things mm -hmm. like that. And they do well there. And they do well there. And with the telangias, with those air plants, you're wanting to mist them. I have like a little spray bottle. And, I and is that how you water them? That's how I water them about once a month. I do a soak. Mm -hmm. And I always do these in the mornings with the air plants mm -hmm. so that they have the rest of the day to kind of absorb that. So you leave them soaking in the water for a day? I leave them soaking in the water for maybe a couple hours. Okay. And then pull them out and lay them on some dish towels and let them dry out in the sun, let them dry out in the window. Um, I have a diffused light window where I do my dishes. So they actually get some, um, you know, some some mist, some humidity from me mm -hmm. doing my dishes there. And and I just love looking at all those little guys. It's they... like a cheering session for my <laughs> dishes. <laughs> Yay, clean kitchen. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> yeah. Well, that's cool. I mean, that's interesting to know about that. So like once, and I've wired... once a month? Yeah. Uh, and I'm, well, and once how... a month for the soak, but, but I can... missed them probably every other day. Okay. A light misting. Do you think that most houseplants like misting? I, you know, I see on Instagram people using these, you know, misting machines and stuff for their houseplants. But only certain types of plants can actually take water from their the leaves. leaves. And the epiphytes are, are one of those, like the telangias, things that root onto rock or wood and are used to not taking up their it's nutrients. like an orchid. Yes, like an orchid. So if, because exactly. I remember misting a, orchids. Yep, or a bromeliad. Um, mm -hmm. Those epiphytes are used to um, getting their their nutrients, their moisture and stuff out of the air rather than through their root systems. And with the telangias, um, you know, I have many of them wired to pieces of wood and mm -hmm. wired to little stones and things and, and are actually hanging in the window. or So it's kind of mimicking what they naturally would be in. Exactly. And then, but then you've got to provide the, the tropical rainforest. Yes. Situation, exactly. which is what how I always when I did try to keep orchids alive, which was a long time ago. <laughs> I actually got an orchid to rebloom once mm -hmm. in my life, which I was wildly proud of. I remember um, it wasn't it was never as fabulous as the first bloom. The bloom that it has on it when you buy it, I feel like you just really need to savor that bloom because you're probably never going to see that <laughs> bloom let, again. You know, though, some people I, can do it. It's not, I shouldn't say this. Some people can do it. I'm going to yeah. give a shout out to Lena Smith. Yeah, Albert Smith's wife. She just has this rack in her kitchen 
of orchids. And anytime you go to her house, she has three or four. Whoa. In bloom. Just I amazing. So much respect. Yeah. And that bark. You know, yeah. the, the bark, they're but potted into a bark I mixture. Think, I think some people just have an affinity for certain plants. It, that, and you can pay attention. You understand what they need. I think for me, and I realize this, like part of my problem with a lot of the houseplants is that I'm impatient and I'm forgetful. I get distracted and I don't want to have to think about those things. Isn't it amazing that, again, here's the green world I know. I bringing do... us back to being present. Mm-hmm. It's about being patient. Yeah. And, and being there, mm-hmm. being present. Because you have to observe. You have to know and be looking at those things and looking at your environment. But when I go to a home that has houseplants, and you see them more and more now, apparently houseplants are wildly popular now. I just now. heard a statistic on NPR. Um, houseplant sales in the United States are up by 50%. Wow. People are wanting they're wanting oxygen. Yeah. They're wanting green breath and air and green in their home. And there is something about indoor plants that brings life yeah. into that indoor environment. And I, I love seeing it. I love going to a cafe or a restaurant or mm-hmm. a shop that has houseplants in it or, or I think plants a in there. Girl. Yeah, I think a coffee girl. Yeah, there's just so many little... little plants. And I, they're like, wow, this is, it's a very pleasing environment for me so i you know i just feel like i've got to figure this one out um, and well, yet maybe i don't because i have so much nature outside yeah. and I'm, I'm in nature all the time so i don't feel quite as as compelled to it but i i really get why people are interested in it and it, it's reminding me like seeing you know all these spider plants hanging around uh-huh. and i remember when i was at university and like nurturing these spider plants and then passing on the little babies that's like a, a, a classic hanging plant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then it sends out these runners with like little babies at, little the, babies ends. at the end and you can root those and then make a new spider plant uh-huh. and like it just someone in your life had a spider plant and they were always giving away the the babies and then you had a million of them and then you had a spider plant and you were trying to give your babies away and it was like then everybody just everyone I knew had a spider plant at one point and in I my think life. that that is um, I want to go back to the thing that you were saying <laughs> some people have affinities for certain plants I think that's one way to think about it mm-hmm. but but I also think that uh, anybody can have house plants yeah. really yeah anybody the, this idea of having a green thumb or not having a green thumb mm-hmm. it's just I just don't I think that's a myth. I think yeah. that's that's something to be debunked. Like anyone that wants to take the time to be a little present and also be easy on themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay. A plant dies, a plant isn't looking so good. Mm-hmm. That is all right. Yep. You know, uh, maybe there's another plant that's gonna look better for you. Yeah. Uh, well and it's interesting to me because I I have had thousands of plants die on me over the course of my farming career (laughs) and I mean truly I have killed so many plants and like both in containers and ones that I'm trying to propagate we're transcendentalists just like just go into the compost so many so many plants and I and I get it I'm often sad especially if it's something that I've really been nurturing and Mm -hmm. trying to keep alive and then it dies but I I am okay with that and there's something about I had a friend give me an aloe vera Mm-hmm. And a lovely ceramic pot. She's really good with houseplants. And uh, um, I'm sorry I killed the aloe vera, Jen. 
I didn't mean to, but I just like I forgot about it. It was in the house, and I just like Those I, are hard I to kept kill, it. A, I know, <laughs> I know, I killed an aloe vera, but I just you know it was sitting there on my table, and I kind of forgot about it. And then things happened, and then it was got really dry, and I brought it out to the greenhouse uh, to oh, water oh, it. Okay, I brought it out to the greenhouse okay. to water it. And I watered it, and it was late summer, and it was doing great out in the greenhouse. And I'm like, well, it's out in the greenhouse, and I'm out here all the time, so I'm remembering to water it out here. This is great. And then I forgot to bring it back in the house, and it got cold. Yeah. Okay. I was and wondering because I was well, like, uh, you could underwater though, like not water those for months. Yeah. Well, okay, but not like six months. Yeah. Okay. So that's what it well, happened. And but, so, but you're saying the the cold got the cold. I think eventually the cold got it. Yeah. Um, because I forgot about it. And this was out in our in our unheated this is propagation a strategy house. some people use when really they kind of <laughs> want a house plant to go away. I've seen it. My mother used to do this. You just put it outside at a certain time. Of year. Oh no. <laughs> I really wanted it to live. I did. I, I wanted to think of myself as being the, one of those kind of people where, like, when you have a burn or something, yeah. suddenly you bring yourself I'm like, oh, hey, I've got a piece of aloe vera. And you break off your piece of aloe vera and you rub it on the thing uh-huh. and you feel, like, really, like, pioneer woman or something. I don't know. Not that pioneer women had I aloe ha- vera, but <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's like, I just felt like, ooh, I can be that kind of person that understands, like, plants. You still medicine. can be. You I want to start an aloe vera? I, I, I have do. a whole bunch of do, them. I do. Yeah. Yes. Will you give me a second yes, chance? I would love okay, to I would give love you to... a second chance. <laughs> I have so many aloe Vera babies. And see, I think that that is such a special part of the indoor plant world Mm -hmm. that you can take these clippings. Right now, I probably have 12 golden pothos rooting in a big, beautiful glass container. Mm -hmm. Um, At the holidays, my mother came up pre-holidays and brought a a, a clear glass container Mm -hmm. with probably 10 Hoya starts. This was a plant of my What's grand. A hoya? a hoya is um like a a waxy leafed trailing plant. Okay. That can get these amazing star scented blossoms on them. Ooh. Not very often. This was a plant that was my grandmother's. Oh. And she made starts. Oh. And she brought it to me, and now I have, you know, a bunch of little babies that are just waiting to go into a pot. They're sitting there in water with roots on them. And all of us can do this for our friends and our family. We can make new little plants. And those plants can carry stories or feelings from one friend to another. That is is actually a really sweet thing. It's funny, those connections that you can have through plants. I always regret um, my, uh, I have an aunt. My Aunt Nancy passed away this last year. She was in her early 90s. Mm. And years ago, I mean, just, I we used to go visit them every summer. And she lived in Ohio, and she had an amazing garden. I think she was one of my first garden inspirations. And she grew a ton of peonies, like just beautiful peonies. And I'd never really seen peonies before. And I was like, oh, my God, these are amazing plants. Um, and she had that garden for a really long time. And then I want to say probably about maybe 10 years ago. I don't remember the exact date, but she like moved, they sold the family home and moved. She moved to like an apartment, assisted living kind of thing. Actually, I don't think it was, an, but anyway, she moved because she needed a downsize. And I remember at the time just wishing I wanted to drive to Ohio and dig up her peonies and, oh. and take some. Cause I was like, that would have meant so much yeah. to me to have the, like those peonies, not just mm-hmm. like ones I bought out of a catalog or ones I bought at a shop, but those. This. And that yes. passing on of plants and knowing that that was a plant that was grown by someone knowing that I cared about. Knowing who's propagating your plants, knowing yeah. who's making your plant babies. Yeah, and I think that that's so sweet about 
about interior plants, about house plants, is that I think there is that sense of so many of them you can propagate. Yeah. Some of them are easier than others. But I think about those spider plants that, you know, my friends and I all passed around when we were at university. I love that. And it was a really sweet thing that, you know, and there's the thing, like, if I killed one, I knew that someone else was going to pass <laughs> one on to me, you know. And it was that there is a there is a, a lovely communal thing there that I think is, a, is great. Um, yeah. And I think that there is, I mean, with this upsurgence of, of, of you know, people really thinking about having indoor plants. Mm-hmm. I'm sure social media doesn't hurt, mm-hmm. um, but I think people are hungry for that in their home environment. Mm-hmm. And even in a small apartment, you can have a beautiful plant. Well, and that's the thing. I think about the times when I have had indoor plants, and it's usually been when I didn't have access exactly. to a garden. Exactly. Um, and I needed to be growing something. I've always felt a need to have something green in my life. And if I didn't have a garden, I had a plant. Mm-hmm. You know, and and sometimes I've been able to balance it out. But I do like the idea of having plants in your house, you know, and there's and all... they're doing things for yeah. us. They really are creating oxygen in our environment. They're uh, many of them are filtering toxins. Mm-hmm. It was amazing for me to read about the telangias and, and how those can actually filter some toxins really? out I of our environment. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, plants do that in nature. And so. Why would they not be doing that in exactly. our home environment, too? I think that is a, it's knowing that. And even if we can't see that visually or touch that, um, mm-hmm. I think there's something in us as humans mm-hmm. where we can feel that. And we like coexisting with the green world. It does something for our mental health. It's calming. It's calming. When people talk about um, walking in the woods being good for your mental health. Mm-hmm. I mean, like forest like, bathing. Like, yep, absolutely. Yep. I mean, and it's a real see, thing. And, uh, forest bathing. See, I hate... Uh, like those names for things are just like so. <laughs> well, that's a Japanese name. I, I can't well, say the. I can't I say it in Japanese, but for well, that's true. They like coming up with terms for things like yeah. that, which I guess is I should get over it. It is yeah. kind of lovely, yeah. but yeah, it just feels so like lifestyle. You know, because I, I don't I, think about it like that. Oh, but, yeah. Well, because I guess what I think is that like you hear something like that, and it feels like it's one of those trendy things that will be trendy for a while, and then people will stop doing that because some something you'll then you'll be doing you know some some other kind of bathing. Well, because I've been forest bathing for a lot of years, <laughs> I just don't worry about yeah. that. No, no, I know, I know. But I mean, like thinking about socially, culturally, I, I to me like going for a walk in the woods, being around nature, whether it's inside your house because you have house plants, mm-hmm. or going for a walk in a park. Or in the woods, if you have those near to you, or whatever like connection to nature you have, I do feel like it's good for us as human beings. Yeah, and to appreciate that and value that, it's so precious. And um, see, I think maybe it's for. I, I, no, I'm not gonna. I was gonna say it's for the millennials that we name these things. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that, and I, I poor millennials. I, you know, I'm sorry. I feel, no, it's so like not. I mean, that's, well, yeah. I mean, a lot of those generational things are so um, so contrived. But yeah. you know, I, I, you know, a lot of when you. When you read articles about the popularity of houseplants now, it's like, ooh, millennials are really into houseplants. And I'm thinking, well, I mean, maybe they are, but maybe that's just like something that's coming around again or people are thinking about connecting to nature in ways that. I I think just a new, some new generations are connecting with Mm -hmm. houseplants. I think other generations are still connecting with houseplants. Absolutely. What I hope this um, leads to is less fake. House plants. Yes, less plastic those, plants. Those kind of creep me out, I have to say. I mean, and there's some that are really good. And they're really expensive. They are. And and I understand why 
people have them because if you're an office or a business or whatever and you don't want to pay for the services of interior scapes or a service like that and yeah. you don't have a, anyone in, has a green thumb in your company you know you would or rather have that wants to take the time yeah it's like a one time in investment <laughs> of a beautiful fake plant and then is, you just dust it yeah i don't know that says a lot to me about our society that something that the way something looks is more valuable than what it's actually feeding us with in our souls. It's like Ooh. having gardens that are neat as a pin. What's it really doing? Yeah, you know, it's what, very what, tidy. It's very tidy, but it's not functioning as an ecosystem. But it's not functioning as an ecosystem. It's like the form follows function. Yeah. What is the function of our green world? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's an interesting way to look at it. Okay, so less fake plants. Messier gardens. Messier gardens. More wild gardens. Yep. Let yep. them do some things they just want to do. Yep. Light management. What does that mean? I don't know. Like light management of the oh, garden. Oh, light management. Yeah. I think you were like managing the light and going, okay, I'm not sure how you're going to manage yeah, the Yeah, manage your light. Pull you're the blinds down. You're a good manager, down. Jessica, but I'm not sure about managing the sunlight. Well, or creating shade. I mean, thinking about like creating the right light filters, yeah. you know, planting things in the shade that need to be in the shade and the sun that need to be in the sun. Um, yeah, I, f I feel like connecting with gardens, connecting with nature is something that there's there's strong movement towards that now. And thinking about, I, I mean, on a bigger picture too, I feel like, and I just like to kind of weirdly, as we're coming to a close, circle back around again to just my thoughts about wanting to send my flooded basement to Australia. Um <laughs> Thinking about, like, I mean, the tragedy of what's going on there and just the loss of, of ecosystems of plants and homes and, and animals and wildlife and so much devastation there. You know, that is heartbreaking. And I think about, like, what if that was here? What if that was the North Coast that was on fire? Mm -hmm. What if all of these forests were burned and all of these animals were dead and all these homes were destroyed and all these people displaced? You know, how would we be feeling? We would be we would be like wailing mm -hmm. and I am wailing for them, but I just think about like how to me, it's like you think about how much nature means to us. You know, all of us, wherever you come from, do you like to forest bathe? Do you go for a walk in the woods? Do you mushroom hunt? Do you elk hunt? Do you just, do you like to you know cut down a tree for firewood for your home? Mm -hmm. Do you like to just plant trees? You know, what is it? Is it, is it your livelihood? Is it just a place you like to visit? Nature is is a part of who we are and where we and live. I, I think, in a small way, this you know the the oh. house plant thing in a small way is is people saying, "I want more nature in mm -hmm. my life." Yeah, and I I think we're moving into a generation that uh, might be out of survival, connecting yeah. with the green world in a different way. Yeah, following nature. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, yeah. I. And I will grow those aloe vera plants. <laughs> Maybe I'll get a spider plant this year. There we go. I always had luck with spider plants. Yeah, I know I know a spider plant that I could probably get you a startup. I, I don't have any I'm yet. But gonna have to find a place to hang it. Yeah. I could do that. Kitchen. Yeah. Kitchen. I can I can make this work. Mm -hmm. I'm, it's gonna be a new you me. Just, you could look it's at new, your plant new watering year, on new the decade. radio show days. New me oh, okay. There we go. All right. Well, see, and, and like before, when I killed all my plants, I didn't have a smartphone that could send me reminders. Ooh. Ooh. So bring the modern world yeah. in to help you with the natural world. With the natural ancient world. It's, it's 
it's going to be good. We'll 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 provide reports later on. And um, gosh, thanks. I, oh, I'm, thank you. This is a good you way know, to start the year. I, I really want to reach out to anybody out there that's listening. Teresa and I are starting to put together a schedule for our show, and I'm really curious about subjects that you, our listeners, would be interested in. Mm-hmm. We're looking at inviting some guests from out of the area. We're looking at some different subject matter. Today yeah. was kind of fun talking about house plans. Absolutely. Um, if you ever have any questions or suggestions, please call the radio station and let us know because we're real curious about um, yeah about our listenership out there and yeah. how you guys are feeling and what you're thinking about. Yeah. So the feedback is always welcome. And if you're curious about something and you have a question about gardening, let us know. Yep. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. We'll talk to you next time.